0: Hey, good day, everybody. Welcome to Total Wellness Radio, episode 177. Today, we catch up with Michelle Dalker from Alma, Quebec, Canada. Michelle holds a degree as a naturopathic doctor. She's a dietary coach. She is considered a wellness strategist, and she has a master's in science in human biology and nutritional science as well. She and I had a delightful conversation, so sit back and enjoy this episode of Total Wellness Radio. Good day, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in. This is Total Wellness Radio, episode 177, and today I'm super excited. I was able to catch up with Michelle Dowker of Alma, Quebec. Uh, Michelle, did you make it on okay? I did. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to do this. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, my pleasure, Dan.
0: Yeah. You know, most people, for our listeners and the folks that have... Uh, we're real fortunate we've got we're we're approaching twenty nine thousand downloads now on the podcast so we 're real excited about that. Thank you to the listeners, but also thank you to guests like Michelle for taking time to be on and For those of you who are familiar with Total Wellness Radio, I always start the interviews off pretty much the same, and that is that I always love to know what is like the history or the background of of the person we 're interviewing so that we can kind of get a feel for what was it that that place them on this journey to natural health. And I know, Michelle, you have your own personal story, and I know that myself and the listeners, we'd love to hear that story.
1: Great, thank you. You bet. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess my story begins um, when I was in university. I was progressively feeling more and more unwell uh, as I progressed through my university career. Um, I finished a Bachelor of Science in biomedical science, and then I I went on to do my Master's. And uh, while I was doing my Master's, I had developed extreme fatigue, uh, a lot of digestive problems. I was starting to get regular migraines and chronic sinus infections, um, and just feeling generally more and more unwell. Um, And so I kept going to the doctor's to get some help and um, of course they just kept giving me more and more medications to try Um, and unfortunately nothing was working Mm. and um, you know I just kept trying more and more and eventually uh, the doctors threw their hands up and they said this is just this is just who you are this is just how your body functions and you're just gonna have to live with it there's nothing we can do
0: wow It's a bit
1: discouraging. (laughs) Pardon me?
0: That's a bit discouraging.
1: It it was very discouraging. And unfortunately, the unfortunate part about that part of the story is that I'm not the only one who's experienced this. Yeah. Unfortunately, this seems to be a common story that I've heard from many other people. That's true. That's the discouraging part. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it is. It's really Um, modern medicine's approach is is uh, completely off the mark when it comes to these chronic concerns that we have
1: mm-hmm. that's the thing I mean there is a time and a place for medicine, um, sure. but there are certain situations where um maybe other aspects need to be taken taken we need to look at other aspects yeah um and yeah, so my journey actually helped me see the light in terms of what those other aspects are um I didn't like the answers the doctors gave me. Um, I didn't want to just live with this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I went out searching for my own answers. and it was suggested to me to see um, a holistic nutritionist. And I had never heard of one before. I had never heard of natural medicine or naturopathy or holistic nutrition or any of these terms. I was at that point in my life, very deeply entrenched into the scientific and medical model of, thing, of life and of things. Um, so this was a very new experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so this was back in 2003. Okay. And I that fun. I went to, yeah, um, so I went to go see her, and she told me uh, to change my diet. And she told me in particular to cut out dairy products and wheat. And so back in 2003 was when... Before gluten-free and dairy-free was a thing, right? Before people knew about it.
0: (laughs) Sure, sure.
1: Before it was popular. Yep. And so I told her she was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And she told me, just do it. (laughs) Just try it.
0: Do the experiment.
1: Right. The
0: Right?
1: The N equals one. Yes. And so... Reluctantly, I went off and I did the experiment and it changed my life. Wow. Most, most of my symptoms just completely resolved, just like that. Yep. I mean, after years of taking all kinds of medications, nothing worked and I was getting progressively worse and worse, Yep. all I did was change my diet and within a couple of weeks, almost all of my issues had resolved.
0: And I love what you're touching on here because, from a practitioner's perspective, one of the biggest challenges you and I can face is creating a, a situations where the education is impactful. And, and what you're touching on reminds me of the fact that the quality of your performance is directly proportionate to the quality of the fuel. And we've mm. been we've been duped into thinking that the that eggs are not necessarily eggs, but dairy. You know, milk, yo- some yogurts, right, cheeses, all of these, pro- that this processed dairy is supposed to be a healthy staple, when in reality, for the majority of people, not everybody, but the majority, the vast majority of people, find what you found, that their health will, you know, they their body's ability to perform greatly improves when they change the quality of the fuel that they give it. For sure. So that exactly. sounds like that's exactly it's, what you experienced. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Exactly. Um, I just wanted to 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 add to that uh, in terms of the quality of the fuel. If you think about it, everything in our body is a, is, is biochemical reactions. Mm-hmm. That's how everything works. How hormonal things work. Uh, how how the body functions, and so the drivers of these biochemical reactions, you know, the food that we eat on a daily basis drives these biochemical reactions and provides the biochemical precursors to Mm -hmm. run these reactions. And so, yeah, the quality of what we're putting in our body is going to affect the outcome of those biochemical reactions that will, in turn, affect our overall health.
0: 100%. It's no different than if you have a few drops of water in the gas tank. By the time that water hits the the spark plugs, it can't ignite and perform properly. And people that are eating things that they shouldn't, even if it's just small amounts of things, over time, the body's ability to ignite that or that biochemical process that you're referring to, it just can't happen the way the body was designed. And it just, I always tell people, look, the health you have is the health you built. So let's figure out. Let's figure out where there might be some faulty construction going on here.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's,
0: that's great. <laughs> so, you got on this journey in 2003, and your life's never been the same.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I made these changes, and, you know, it, it opened my perspective up completely to the fact that, you know, diet has a huge role to play in health, yes. that health isn't just about taking medication. Yes. And it really inspired me to want to do something about that. Um, And I discovered uh, the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine in Toronto, Canada. And their program just resonated with me. I said, that's what I want to do. And so I decided to go back to school and complete a four-year degree to become a naturopathic doctor um, and use this knowledge to help others. Improve
0: how they feel as well just as I had experienced that benefit. That's awesome Well good for you. It's amazing how um, So many people that I've uh, had the privilege of having conversation with over the years um, Found that they may have been involved in one area of work or career and that was their focus until their own health forced them to make their own health a priority the lack of health made them a priority, and and then once they've realized what they could do, and they got so excited that that it's, it's actually changed people's careers. Totally. <laughs> That's so amazing. I,
1: to me. I would have it that there's probably a lot of people in this, you know, in this space of of health and wellness that have probably gone through similar sort of their own personal journey of mm-hmm. that, and and they want to share this with others.
0: Yep. Yeah, it's so cool. So now today, now when did you when did you finish complete your degree, and now you're in clinical practice? Now is that correct? And you're doing some things there.
1: Um. Yeah. So I graduated in 2010. Okay. And um, after I finished uh, school in Toronto, I actually moved out to British Columbia, and I practiced there as a licensed uh, naturopathic doctor. Um up until in a private clinical practice Mm -hmm. up until 2016 okay and um then uh due to some personal and uh family uh things that were going on i ended up moving back east and i ended up moving to the province of quebec where i am currently okay um but unfortunately the uh, the laws in Quebec are very really different than okay. uh, the rest of Canada. Okay. It's not a regulated province. Okay. Um, so uh, because of that, I'm not allowed to call myself a naturopathic doctor here. Okay. Um, and that's affected how I'm practicing. Um, so I've decided to, instead of trying to fight the system Uh, in the province uh, in terms of what I can and can't do, Mm -hmm. um, I've switched gears and my focus now is going, uh, I'm just starting to go into the online realm and focusing more on providing um, wellness education and strategy and nutrition, uh, dietary coaching uh, and uh, general education uh, in the online realm.
0: You know, it's interesting you touch on that because Becca was thrilled with your title. She, she said you call yourself a wellness strategist.
1: <laughs> I do. <laughs>
0: That's What a great title.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think that encompasses what I do. I help work with people to figure out what's going to be the best strategy for them in terms of dietary and lifestyle choices to help yep. them find the best wellness for them.
0: Yep. That's that's a hundred percent. Where's the stress? What's causing it, and how to clear it? And that's gonna, that's part of the strategy. It sounds like it's really, really a great approach. I love, I love the, I love the, the the wording you're using to describe what you're doing there online. It's great.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> what do
0: you find to be the most exciting aspect of your current career?
1: Um, I love it when people take what I've put out there or information that I've given them um, or suggestions that I've given them to make simple changes to mm-hmm. their diet and lifestyle mm-hmm. and then they come back to me and they say wow, I feel so much better yeah. I have more energy, I have less pain, I have better control over my mood, over my hunger and all I needed to do is just change a few things in my diet Yep. And, you know, to see them have those realizations and put them into practice and see how much better they look and sound, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that that fuels me and that energizes me.
0: So in the process of doing that, what do you find to be the most challenging?
1: Hmm. Um, Yeah, so, well, I mean, you know, the first challenge is in in terms of... um, In the province of Quebec, being able to not being able to say certain things Uh uh, and do certain things, which can uh, sometimes I'm not able to convey the level of information as I'd like. Uh Um, But I think what's more of a challenge is the longstanding belief and the politics in nutrition. Yeah. Um, Especially the fact that it's such a deeply ingrained belief these days from the past 40, 50 years of how we should be eating. Uh-huh. You know, we should be eating low fat. We should be eating margarine instead of butter. We should Ugh. be eating the seed oils and the lots of bread and all of these things. Right. Oh. And, I'm
0: getting a stomach ache just right? listening to
1: you. <laughs> Sorry to give you nightmares. <laughs> 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 but the problem is, is I'm finding, I found this, especially locally. I think there's this, uh, an extra challenge because where I am locally is a French community and people here uh, don't understand English mm. and I've found in French media that the current research is not being disseminated disseminated yet into the French media oh, wow. and so this new information that's coming out you know that you know eating dietary cholesterol doesn't cause high cholesterol you know right. that eggs aren't a problem that right. you know all of these things that we're coming out with, People in this community don't know yet, and they just know that their doctors have told them to eat margarine and more bread, and, you know, trying to explain to them that that's probably a contributing factor to their symptoms, they don't want to, they don't believe me, and they're scared. Um, Wow. They're scared of making that change because they don't know any different, and they don't have information from current research at them yet for them to, to, you know, to back back this up. Okay. If that makes sense.
0: Do you find and and I and I know that you uh, and I'm just going to I'm going to make a guess here so I shouldn't say this out loud you know it's I don't know for certain but I would I would conclude that you probably talked to like myself other practitioners in the states do you find that we've had a much greater advantage in the United States than Canada regarding the what you say the the dissemination or the you know the transferring this information you know so that people are more and more aware of you know, health benefits of, you know, the diets of, you know, 80, 90, 100, 100 years ago or whatever, the things that we were teaching then is much better for them than what they're being exposed to now. What what are your, do you feel like we have a, a an, an advantage in that arena here in the United States versus Canada? Well, I don't know if it's
1: necessarily United States and Canada, but I, because I think that I guess in English Canada, they, they have access to this current English, the, 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 the information that's coming out on the English side as well. Okay. You know, okay. Everybody's got access to the internet. Okay. Um, but I think in general, um, you know, there's still, I guess, the challenge also on the English side, there's still a lot of, um, you know, if you look at the nutrition bodies and uh, a lot of medical practitioners who aren't up on the current research. Um, there's still a lot of misinformation going on there. You know, yeah. there's still or, some doctors out there saying don't eat eggs and eat your margarine.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's not so much the current information. It's like it's it's like you had mentioned earlier that uh, you know about you know history. The only thing new in the in this world is the history we don't know about yet, right? So it's really not. It's it's new only because it's just not the known, um, and that's what mm-hmm. gives it the, it's it's newness, right? If you go online to the International Foundation for Nutrition and Health. Uh, one of the oldest archivist online uh, repositories for turn-of-the-century clinical nutrition and all of the things that uh, people like uh, you know Francis Pottinger and V.E. Irons and and uh, Dr. Royal Lee and Antoine Bechamp and all of these men and women from history who in fact were recognized, Alexis Carroll, right, for his work with uh, cardiovascular tissue which led to transplant technology. Um, when you look at our historical relevance in terms of of what 's been around it's it 's really it's it's it 's been around for a long long time it 's just that you and I are aware to plug into it, and modern medicine doesn 't even consider it as being valid in any way, shape, or form in dealing with chronic illness. The approach is as you know you and I are aware that say pharmaceutically driven insurance driven quality of disease care. And it's not going to change because there's too much money involved. So, people like us have to really focus on the ability to educate the consumer, educate the marketplace, expose them to truth. Yeah. I mean, because if you and I are the only ones in a community talking about this, then it's it's really it's a sales pitch or it's just you know it's witch doctor you know you know I mean it's just it, it because it doesn't connect. But if you're part of 20. Uh, and you have resources like these websites that I'm referring to that have documented these things about what you're talking about, about the egg relationship to cholesterol is not there, that they're wonderful for you if you get good quality, that that uh, you know eating these oils is staying away from margin and things like that. These are not new things. They're just new to the consumer because when they go to their mainstream medical doctor who is not versed in nutrition, first off, you know, the consumer needs to be aware of that. They're not versed in nutrition. They're versed in pharmacology. They're versed in symptom suppression, not interpretation. And and whereas you and I come from a background of, hey, can't we dig a little deeper here? And can't we, like your, like your uh, uh, you know, your nutritional, uh, holistic nutritionist helped you identify. It's like, well, the reason they're saying they can't tell you what's wrong, Michelle, is because they don't think that the quality of the fuel you have been eating has anything to do with the symptoms that they're trying to treat you for. And they haven't connected the dots. They're practicing 14th century medicine in the 21st going into the 22nd century. So, um, you know, this is the problem with modern mainstream, and I think it's a worldwide pandemic problem. Um, and, And so what you're touching on, there is a huge, like a big picture to that, uh, that exists out there and has for for a long long time in fact uh, by nineteen twenty six all of the research was already done scientifically showing that food uh, and whole food concentrates, possibly herbal remedies uh, would actually correct any illness that a person could acquire mm-hmm. so that 's all been done since nineteen twenty it's, it's, it's not new um, it 's just that most people are consumers, the people that want us help you know that want you and I to help them. They're just not plugged in with the fact of how to get into that information,
1: yeah
0: and that's you know that's for me that's one of the big challenges I think also one of the big yeah. challenges is compliance you're touching on compliance
1: <laughs> that's a big one too, <laughs> especially when you think about the fact that we're surrounded by packaged, processed, ultra-processed food.
0: Oh, yeah. It's everywhere. Oh, my goodness.
1: And in some places, it's actually harder to get wholesome, whole food. Yep. And it's a lot easier to access, you know, processed food that contains chemicals and preservatives. Yes. Lots of added sugar and all sorts of things that uh, contribute to inflammation in the body.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Who's one of the people you'd like to give credit for influencing you the most so far in your career? Oh
1: my
0: goodness! <laughs> That's a long list. It sounds like. Yeah,
1: there's not just one person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I should rephrase the question. Who would you like to recognize you? 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 You pick the You pick the number. <laughs> mm. Um.
1: You know of the, of the people that i can think of lately that's kind of gotten me onto this what's going on lately where i am today in terms of in twitter and my focus uh where my platform is going uh-huh. um one of the first uh people that i kind of discovered um when i first started out was um jason Fung, and uh, i bought his books and Read both of them in a matter of like seventy-two hours.
0: Wow! <laughs> and what's the author's name and, again? I'm sorry. What's the author's name again?
1: Uh, Doctor Jason Fung. He wrote uh, the Diabetes Code and the Obesity Code. Okay. Hmm. Um, and who else? Gosh, there's so many people. Yeah. I mean. Um, Another person, actually, that really got me started a, a couple of years ago, when I was sort of going in the direction of him now, uh, Dr. Georgia Eady. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her.
0: You know um, what? She I'm not. Is, uh, when you got to remember, I mean you're talking. Does. You got to remember, you're talking to an old white-haired dude that uh, was studying this stuff in 1974. So and here's and this is not a bad thing this is not a bad thing at all but what I'm seeing is and you'll see this too 20 years from now is that the majority of things that are coming around that we're getting exposed to they're new to us but they're not new Mm -hmm. and so when you look at books like uh, uh, Back to Eden with uh, you know Jethro Kloss right when you look at books like have you ever heard of that book? Uh, I've
1: heard of it I've not Uh, I've
0: never read it. Yeah. Here's what it is. It's just, it's an amazing, you know, um, it's just an amazing recap. Like it's confirmation, right? Like today's books, just Mm -hmm. my experience for the most part are confirmation of what's already been out there. It's just, it's, it's, it's coming back around, right? I mean, we our history repeats itself. Let me put it that way. History repeats itself. So, and so forgive me if I don't recognize some of the authors that you're, you're sharing. Um, I'm sure that they're exceptional because they've got you on the right path and that's all that matters. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fun.
1: Um, I just wanted to mention uh, with Dr. Edie, the one thing that really got me was, uh, I believe she's a psychiatrist. Uh Um, And uh, her focus is on how food
0: impacts mental health. A hundred percent. I love it. I love it. We see it every day. And yep. as I'm, I'm sure you do as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, you touched on it earlier, right, in the conversation, you, and you said it perfectly about the biochemical processes that take place at every level, right, based on the quality of that fuel you're feeding the body, and it's clearly... Clearly, um, what I've witnessed um, the last 20 years in clinical mm. practice is that mental, the mental and emotional stability, harmony, um, you know, self-joy, self-love, expression, all mm. of those things can be traced back to exactly what you're talking about. Totally.
1: That's a very good point that you make in terms of, um, you know, self-love, self-care, um, all of these, you know, that... There's a huge part to play in terms of the choices that people are making for themselves. Yes. How much do they care about their body and, um, you know, taking care of their body. If you think about it, kind of going back to that car analogy, yes. um, you know, if you have a car and uh, you never change the oil and you never take it for maintenance and you never clean it and you don't take care of it, um, you know, it's not going to perform very well and it yeah. can rust out, it can break down, right? Yeah. Yep. But if you put the right fuel in, you put high-quality fuel in there, and you take care of it, and you do the maintenance on it, um, then, you know, that car can last a lot longer, mm-hmm. and it will run um, at a, at a, at a better, you know, in a better way.
0: Sure. You know, as we get ready to wrap up this segment of uh, Total Wellness Radio, and I know that you're delivering to your clients now from the, from the province of Quebec through digital means... What's some of the primary focuses in terms of products or services that you that you're offering that so our listeners can know how to plug into you?
1: Yeah. Um, so presently, I am watching um, a program with Dr. Jay Wrigley. Uh huh. Um, he is a functional medicine doctor in North Carolina, okay. and so we have uh, created a program for peri- and postmenopausal women. Uh, to help them, um, find out exactly how they can gain a hormonal and metabolic advantage. Mm. Um, because during, during menopause, you know, weight gain and fatigue and insomnia and, uh, just not feeling all that great are common issues that right. so many women, uh, experience. And so, you know, changes in your diet and lifestyle choices, uh, certainly play a huge role in that, and there's certain things that, um, especially women who've been trying to lose weight following, say, for example, a low-carb diet, but it's Mm. just not been working for them, Mm -hmm. Um, it's because there's certain things that need to be taken into consideration uh, Mm. in terms of hormonal balance. So, we put this program together to help them achieve those results that they're looking for and feel better again, uh, you know, feel like themselves again.
0: That's such a great um, that's a great on, platform to to present that on. I'm I'm really I'm excited about that. I'm going to investigate more of that with you, so that's great.
1: Great. Thank you. Um as for myself, I'm also um kind of going on also figuring out my own direction outside of of, you know, what I'm doing with Dr. J. Uh-huh. Um and so I'm actually uh, working on creating projects to help bring greater awareness to how food and lifestyle can help improve wellness yeah. uh, of both people and the planet,
0: yep.
1: right? Yes, um, absolutely. And and because our choices in terms of food and lifestyle can not only help improve us, but it can improve what's going on with economy, with uh, environment. Um. And so I'm actually working on potentially uh, starting a little project that may include a podcast of my own. Oh, um deal. focusing uh Yeah. <laughs> um, and focusing on wellness issues like chronic illness and lifestyle diseases mm-hmm. and what causes them, what they are, how we can manage them with diet and lifestyle and how those choices not only improve our own health but yeah. uh, the planet as well.
0: It really is a ripple effect, isn't it? I'm glad you brought that up. It's a, it's an interesting perspective in that when we, as individuals, take responsibility, and then you know then our families join in, and then we get people in our you know our businesses or our churches or our organizations, and they kind of join. I mean, it really does have a a ripple effect of improvement if we can sustain it.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's and, really cool. You know,
1: yeah, sustainability is a big part of that too, right? Sure. Um, in terms of, uh, as well, you know, focusing, uh, try to focus locally and uh, try to find, um, you know, sustainable sources for your food. Um, you, know, those, you know, those are also part of it in terms of that ripple effect.
0: Yeah, and it's so important and so meaningful. And, you know, the more that people get tuned into this kind of awareness and take action on it... Uh, the better off we're all going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michelle, what's the best way, as yeah. we get ready to wrap this up, what's the best way for our listeners to connect with you?
1: Yeah, so um, my biggest platform is Twitter okay. um, in terms of social media, uh, but I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, and my uh, profile uh, name for all three is NB. ND like naturopathic doctor so it's uh, Uh w-e-l-l-d-a-l-a-n-c-e-n-d or as well I do have um, a website wellbalance.ca where I have recipes uh, and a blog uh, that you can get more information and if you do visit my Facebook page wellbalance.nd you can get access to join my private uh, Facebook group called uh, eat better, live better, feel better. And I post lots of extra information and tidbits of advice in there uh, to uh, learn how to improve your wellness through a diet and lifestyle.
0: Well, Michelle, thank and you. I appreciate it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Did I lose you? I may have lost... Michelle's. Oh, oh, are you there? I'm
1: here.
0: Oh, good. What you happened? Cut
1: out. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, we'll just we'll 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 move forward. We're fine. We're fine. I want to thank you so much for uh, taking the time to be on Total Wellness Radio. I certainly feel like I have yet another kindred spirit in this path. Uh, to helping people uh, recoup and, and maximize their own health and, and achieve the gains they're looking for. So I appreciate you taking the time to be on. Oh, my pleasure. That's was fun. Thank you
1: very much for having me.
0: Yeah, and we will definitely do it again. Perfect. All right. So this is Dan Young with Total Wellness Radio. This is episode 177. Thank you again. Michelle Dauker from ALMA, Quebec, Canada, being on today. we we'll look forward to uh, you folks tuning in next time. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Total Wellness Radio. We appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to tune in to all of our interviews and the life-changing natural approaches you can take with your health. For those of you who haven't had a chance yet, please do subscribe. And when you get a chance, also leave a review on this podcast or other episodes that you've enjoyed from
1: Total Wellness Radio.